Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life, one of the world's largest pro-life organizations. Welcome to Praying for America. Well, you read that headline correct. The title of this program, a law being proposed by guess which party that is going to allow state-sanctioned kidnapping, 12-year-old children being taken away from the home without the parents' knowledge or permission. What in the world is this all about? We're going to get into that. You need to be aware of it, and you. I don't need you to. I mean, I don't need to tell you which party it is, this, this, this absolutely, what are the adjectives that we can use? Corrupt, evil, wicked, America-hating, God-hating, freedom-hating party called the Democrats that are doing this. Friends, this is out of control, it's completely out of control. And we're going to talk about this from a biblical perspective. What we do on this program, you know, there's a lot of great commentary out there. I listen to it myself, great conservative commentators all over the place. And I want you to listen to them, too. And all the commentary we have here on Right Side Broadcasting and so forth. Uh, But we've got to take the news and we've got to take the commentary on the news. And then we've got to pray over it. We've got to shed the light of the word of God on it. And that, of course, is what we do here on Praying for America. So I want to start with a passage from Ezekiel which delves into a theme in the light of which I want to look at this absolutely crazy law that's being proposed and then build on it from there and connect it with some other issues. Ezekiel 36, let's go there, starting with verse 24. The Lord is speaking to his people and he says, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart, and a new spirit will I put in you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, careful to obey my decrees. You shall live in the land I gave your fathers. You shall be my people. I will be your God. And I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. Let us pray. Father, we are greatly disturbed here in America today. Because we see many people and we also see a major political party with hearts of stone. God, deliver us from this lack of natural affection. From this breakdown of family, breakdown of love, breakdown of respect for life, breakdown of any acknowledgement of you as the creator or of any meaning in your creation. Lord, this is leading to heartlessness. This is the fruit of those who want to destroy the nuclear family, who want to to rip up your divine plan for human life and marriage and love. They want to just destroy it. 
rip it, rip it to shreds. Lord God, we need your spirit to give us a new heart filled with affection for our children, filled with respect for human life, especially in its most vulnerable stages. Enable us, Lord God. Rescue us from the heartlessness that is all around us and bring us to a culture of life in America. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures here that talk about heartlessness. And it's a sign, the Word of God says, of what will happen in the final days. People will be heartless. We're going to look at a couple of these passages. But first, let me tell you about the law itself. Proposed in, well, guess which state? If you want to find a state where the absolutely most crazy things are being done by the corrupt Democrat Party, which one would you think it might be? This is coming out of, lo and behold, what a surprise, California. Okay. AB 665. Legislation ostensibly about extending mental health care to lower-income California youth, snuck in to this bill is a provision that would effectively terminate the rights of parents over their children as soon as they turn 12. What is this based on? It would allow these children to be placed into state-funded group homes without the parents so much as knowing about it, much less consenting to it. What do they need to do this? Oh, well, this is a high bar. The mental, a mental health professional would have to sign off on it. Sometimes mental health professionals in this woke LGBTQ ABCDEFGHIJKLMNOP society are the most corrupt of all. And they're just, just pouring fuel on the fire. They're not mental health professionals, some of these people. They're mental wackos making your kids wacko too. This bill, this is Erin Friday speaking now, a California mom of two teens. She talked to the Daily Signal gives a stranger, a school psychologist, power to decide whether a 6th or 7th grader comes home from school that day. And that, she said, is terrifying. Essentially, the bill, she adds, states that parents are criminals that have to prove their innocence in order to get their child back. So, mental health professional, I'm not happy at home. I'm not a girl. I'm actually a boy. My parents aren't affirming that. I saw something. What was it I saw the other day? Somebody getting some kind of an award on TV. You know, as soon as you see, as soon as you start to see people getting awards these days, you know, the, the, the garbage, just garbage is going to spew out of their mouths for some reason, especially if these awards have anything to do with Hollywood. There's California again. Oh, oh, the guy was saying, uh, you know, parents, I got a message for you, parents. You know, if you, you're, you're, when your children tell you who they are, believe them. Now, 
Maybe you need to guide them. Maybe you need to teach them. Maybe you need to discipline them. Maybe you need, as the word says, to bring them up in the ways of the Lord. Oh, no, 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 no. They're going to tell you the way they have to be brought up now. Absolutely. Talk about topsy-turvy. I mean, this is, this is garbage. So AB 665 this past spring passed the Assembly Judiciary Committee. So we're going to see more movement on this bill. Listen, you can be sure these Democrats are going to pass it. I mean, this is right up their alley, right? Because the radical wackos want to destroy the family. Don't get sidetracked by all this stuff about mental health and, oh, but it's for the good of the children. No, listen, they have one goal, and it's not mental health, and it's not the good of your children. It's the destruction of the family. They've got to get a wedge in there every which way they can between parents and their children. That's what they need. That's what communism needs, by the way. This is a communist Marxist party now, this Democrat party. And you can't have that. You can't have. You can't turn a country into a communist country unless you have control of the kids. Can't be done otherwise. That's what. That's what. This is one piece of the puzzle to get to that goal. This is also why we in the pro-life movement we're constantly battling the abortion industry over parental rights. Now, interestingly, because of the strength of the American people and the absolutely strong, solid support that parental involvement laws have had for decades, 36 out of the 50 states have some degree of parental involvement laws on the books when it comes to a, a minor wanting an abortion. Okay, so a minor age girl wants an abortion. 36 out of the 50 states in some measure. Now, that this can take, it takes different forms. Sometimes it's just the need to inform one parent or both parents. Other times, some of the laws are stronger and they require the actual consent of one or perhaps both of the parents. And um, so you have those different gradations. But 14 states don't have any such parental involvement laws. And the pro-abortion people are interested in getting rid of all the parental involvement laws in the states that do have them. This is where the battle going on in Ohio now We've talked somewhat about it. We're going to have to talk more about it. But in Ohio, they, the pro-abortion forces are trying to amend the Constitution. And, and, um, and, and one of the things in that amendment is not only unrestricted abortion, unrestricted right of even young, the youngest people to have whatever kind of surgery related to reproduction they want to have. So obviously transgender is included in that on their sole discretion, by their sole right. No involvement of the parents. This is all part of this. It's all the same thing. Why are they putting these, these drag queens in front of children and, and talking to them about all this, confusing, confusing them to the very core of their being? Of course, that's what they want to do. They want to break that relationship between the children and the parents. They want to break apart the family so that they, these communist Marxist goons, can take over. They can take over. This is what they're trying to do. The church and the family stand in the way. The church and the family. Destroy faith, suppress the freedom of the church, divide the family. This is They, they, they must do this in order to get to their goal. It's one of the reasons they hate President Trump so much and those of us who support him, because this is a president who has and will continue 
to stand up for the rights of the family, the rights of parents, and the common sense meaning of gender. Okay, let, let, let's, so, so going back to this, so you've got, um, you've got these folks on the left talking about, oh, providing LGBT adolescents. Oh, what happened to ABCDEFGHIJKLMNOP? They just said LGBT? Wait a minute. Well, you don't got enough letters there. In any case, these adolescents have to have access to mental health services. This is essential to helping them cope with the extreme pressures that have led many of them to consider suicide. So they, they, to always try to cloak all this in terms of, oh, well, we're trying to save lives. But no, now the legislators are continue, uh, seriously considering expanding the existing laws to allow these 12-year-olds, again, to go into residential treatment without parental permission. Now, there's a good quote in this article here from, by Pamela Garfield Yeager pointing out that this is unlikely to uh, help kids. She writes on her substack, in my experience, working with youth in a school setting without parental involvement was ineffective. It was when the parents gave input, shared their point of view, and communicated with their teen that the real healing began. Well, of course, this is the way God has set up the family and authority within the family and relationships within the family. Let me go back to the theme that I started with then here in the scriptures and tie this together in a biblical view. Ezekiel talked about replace, God replacing hearts of stone. I mean, in order to advance legislation like this, you have to have hearts of stone. This is, I mean, a slap in the face. That's not even the, the best phrase to use. A slap in the face to parental rights. I mean, it's an atom bomb blowing up parental rights when you're doing something like this. State-sanctioned, as, as, as Ms. Friday says uh, in an interview with Fox News, this legislation is state-sanctioned kidnapping. State-sanctioned kidnapping. You've got to have a heart of stone in order to tolerate something like this. And that's exactly what has happened. And this is foretold in the scriptures. Ezekiel says God has to replace our stony hearts with hearts of flesh. Now we see public policy reflecting this heartlessness. A law like this, which I, I'm telling you is going to be passed in California, Um it reflects the heartlessness that's already in place in so many other laws, especially in regard to the killing of children. We talk about the destruction of the family. Look, there's terrible things going on, things that make people's jaws drop. Uh, and, and we're also looking at the heartlessness of child trafficking uh, coming more and more into people's awareness. Uh, but none of it measures up to the heartlessness of abortion that's been with us for decades. A legalized abortion back in 1973, Roe v. Wade legalizes it throughout pregnancy. There's nothing. What, what's more? What's more heartless? Saying by law that a 12-year-old can just walk away, you know, under the protection of law from his or her family. That a child, God forbid, would be sold into trafficking, or that this very same child at an even more defenseless age would be chopped apart, literally. Hands, arms, legs chopped off, head crushed. That's what abortion does. It's the same heartlessness. You see, it's a spiritual 
problem here, and I want to go to where Scripture talks about this in two different places. It uses a Greek word, asterogeo, without natural affection. It's translated in some translations, or heartless in other translations. Um, Romans chapter 1. Let's put this in context. You're familiar with the... uh, with the verse, starting in verse uh, 18 of chapter 1. For the wrath of God has been revealed from on high against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Okay, that's where it starts, in the thinking. We suppress the truth. This is why St. Paul will say in the New Testament to to, um, bring every thought into captivity to Christ, he says to to the Corinthians. Romans continues for what can be known to God about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. And then he goes on to say how creation reveals the attributes of God's power and wisdom. So he says they are without excuse for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. So now the the heart of flesh is going to turn into a heart of stone. The natural affection that would bind children to their parents, that would make them care for, make parents care for their children, it's going to dissipate. The love will grow cold. Scripture says, claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. So now here's how God responds. You're going to reject me? Now God is always going to pursue us, but there comes a point where he says, you're going to reject me? I'm going to let you have what you're choosing. So verse 24, Therefore God gave them up to the lusts of their hearts, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. You want to see exchanging the truth of God for a lie? Say a man is not a man. Say a woman is not a woman. Say a baby in the womb is not a baby. The truth is there. It's written right into creation. We're going to exchange the truth of God for a lie. They worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. The men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not be done. They were filled, now here comes this word, astergeo, They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, austerogel, heartless, heartless. 
Second Timothy uses the same word. The word is used twice in the in the New Testament. Second Timothy, talking about the last days in chapter three, says this. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents. Hey, California, maybe in the California legislature and maybe on the doorpost of Gavin Newsom's house, we should have this phrase here, disobedient to parents. This, a law like this, what that just pours fuel on the fire. 12 years old. Oh, yeah, my school counselor said I got to get out of the house. Parents don't even have to even know about it, much less consent. Where, 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 where Johnny? Johnny didn't come home tonight. Where's Mary? What, she should, should be home from school by now. Guess what? Mary's not coming home from school today or tomorrow or the next day. She's now in a state-run home, and you don't have anything to say about it. This is This is so outrageous that if you're getting up right now and just jumping up and down and yelling, I don't blame you. Maybe I'll join you and do the same thing. Because this is absolutely, you can't, does it get any worse than this? But Scripture, again, is giving the reason here. Disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless. The lawmakers, those who elect these people, those who are lobbying these people, this whole woke movement, heartless, devoid of natural affection. It's the same spirit behind the child killing that's going on in abortion. The child trafficking that's going on all over the world. And the division of the family in these, in these, in these absolutely shameful laws that are just throwing parental rights completely out the window. Now, two more things. I wrote a book back in um, 2015 on abortion. It's called Abolishing Abortion. If you watch my program regularly, you've seen some uh, commercials that we've done for the book. You can get it at abolishingabortion.com. And I made reference to the, to the 2012 shooting in the, uh, the Sandy Hook Elementary School in uh, Newtown, Connecticut. Of course, you remember that. When that happened, there was an opinion piece on Fox News by Dr. Keith Ablo, and it was titled, Who Would Kill Children? Now, he's wondering at the heartlessness of human beings. And it's a fair enough question. But friends, stay to, take a step back and realize the answer to this question. The answer to this question is, who would kill children? We would. Because we've tolerated it in public policy for decades. What is abortion? It's killing of children. And because we've sanctioned it on, on, a, on a public level, because the high court for 50 years, thank God they just corrected themselves, but for 50 years they said, this is a right And then we wonder who would kill children when we've been saying for 50 years that it's perfectly okay? Oh, yeah, at a certain point you can't do it anymore. But it's the same child and it's the same killing. When are we going to get this straight? It's the same child. You are tearing the arms and legs off the baby and you think somehow that then we can magically change and maintain the highest and greatest heartfelt respect 
for those same children once they come out of the womb? There's no way. We have poison. We have, you know, another uh, doctor, Dr. Philip Ney, a, a child psychiatrist, one of the foremost researchers on abortion in the world. He points out that by tolerating abortion for all these years, we have rendered ourselves weaker and weaker and deafer and deafer to respond to the helpless cry of our own species. We rejoice in the reversal of Roe v. Wade, but we are living with the wounds of Roe v. Wade, deep ones, and we're going to be living with them for a long time because they have weakened our response to the helpless cry of our children. Who would kill children? Sandy Hook. Who would kill children? We would. A society that already kills them would kill them. And we're teaching these, these, these students. You know, I, I always say when you have these tragedies of students shooting students in the schools, it's not the gun's fault. Children will not stop killing children until parents stop killing children. That's the reality of this, brothers and sisters. Melissa Harris Perry, television commentator, when the controversial case of the slain teenager Trayvon Martin came to pass, observed that the verdict rendered in regard to him gave the impression, she said, that it was, quote, okay to kill an unarmed African-American child who has committed no crime. You're surprised that society said or left the impression of saying that it was okay to kill an unarmed child who had committed no crime, and you're living in a society that tolerates every day the killing of thousands of unarmed children who have committed no crime, the children in the womb, and you think that has no consequence. Are you nuts? Are you crazy? Are you living under a, a, some kind of a rock? What cave did you just come out of? What what planet did you just land? You totally hear all these things now the government is saying about, oh, there's evidence of UFOs. Yeah, I, you know what? I'd be less and less surprised by that. Maybe that's where some of this absolute craziness is coming from. Maybe we do have people among our fellow citizens who landed in those, those alien spacecraft. Where else in the world is this nonsense coming from? Like we've been invaded. I mean, we gotta maybe give them a little more credence to this. And the final thing I want to bring up, you know, back in 1989, I had just been ordained. I was very involved in increasingly involved in pro-life work, which then in 1993, a few years later, I started doing full-time, still doing today. And Dan Hill came out with a song called Unborn Heart. Here's how it goes. When she told me she was going to have a baby, a part of me went weightless. For the first time in my life, there was nothing I could say. It's like a miracle from the stars above. Paralyzed with fear, I was overcome with love. And she said, soon you'll hear the beating of an unborn heart. This is the answer you've been searching for so hard. And for the first time in my life, I felt a wave of love so deep as I listened for the unborn child's heartbeat. Some of you may, you may remember this song. But there's a verse a little later on. Let me, let me, uh, 
because it ties right in with what we're saying here today. Now, we all know how crazy this world can be sometimes. And I lie awake at night and wonder how a child survives beyond the danger and the stranger and the inhumanity. Lord, give us strength to someday find a world that lives in peace. Without natural affection. Beyond the danger and the stranger and the inhumanity. The inhumanity of a sick bill in California that's going to be passed by sick Democrat legislators that says 12-year-olds can be just taken out of the home without the parents' knowledge by some woke psychologist telling them that, telling the boys that they're not boys anymore. The inhumanity of a law that says that same child while in the womb can be literally dismembered. The inhumanity of child trafficking. Lord, help us find a way. Help us find the strength to someday Find a world that lives in peace. It requires what we started with here, friends, Ezekiel. Lord, replace our hearts of stone with hearts of flesh. Let's pray for that right now. Lord, we ask your spirit in the power of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, in the power of the love of the Father and the Son who send the spirit, to be poured out anew in a new Pentecost, renewing the whole, the whole nation and the whole world. Send the fire of your spirit into the very wombs of every mom who's pregnant. Send the fire of the spirit into the hearts and minds of all those who, who might be tempted to abortion or in one way or another somehow think that it is right because as your apostle told us in his letter to the Romans, it starts with the thinking. They thought wrongly. And we think wrongly, Lord, if we, if we think abortion is okay. Send the Spirit to correct our faulty thinking. Send the Spirit, Lord God, upon the entire industry of abortion and stop this holocaust. Send the Spirit, Lord, upon this entire industry of child trafficking and take away this heartlessness and wake people up to the affection we need to have for children and the protection we need to give them. And finally, Lord, send that Spirit upon these absolutely deceived and heartless legislators in California who are trying to advance this bill absolutely heartless and wrong. Lord, we're not just talking about disagreements on public policy anymore. We're talking about an abandonment of civilization. This is what we're talking about. Insanity. This is what we're talking about. Evil. It's not just disagreements on public policy. It's not even just disagreements between political parties. This is a choice between common sense and insanity. This is a choice between good and evil. This is a choice between natural affection and heartlessness. Lord, let love prevail. 
let affection prevail. Let the heart of flesh prevail over the heart of stone. Let your truth prevail over wicked falsehood. We pray now as Jesus taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks, friends. It's so good to be with you for these Praying for America programs. Spread the word about them. We're going to have a lot of things to say to you this week and uh, want you to join us each night. Connect with us on all the social media platforms. I am at FR Frank Pavone. And uh, make sure you got that Truth Social account first and foremost. Uh, I'll see you there as well at FR Frank Pavone. Thank you, Right Side Broadcasting. And uh, may I ask you too to support our work? You'll see Dr. Alveda King in a moment on uh, one of the videos she did for us. Uh, she's part of our team, and we need your help as we continue to do this work. Pro Life Gift is where you can go, prolifegift.org and uh, enable us to continue this life-saving work. God bless you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. This is Pro-Life Leader, Frank Pavone. Hello, I'm Evangelist Alveda King. Our team at Priest for Life produces many books, pamphlets, audio and video presentations, and other resources to help you protect the unborn. I invite you today to visit our online store at prolifeproducts.org and see the many helpful resources you can get for yourself, your pro-life group, and your church. God bless you. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.